I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we kick off this episode, um, we want to say that we talk um, uh, about sexual harassment. And if anyone is triggered by anything in this this episode, we're going to leave a link in the description below, which you can click on, um, which hopefully will help. Hello everyone. Hello. Welcome. Don't cut me off, big boy. I, I'm doing what you do. Don't I'm cutting cutting you up. Don't you cut me off, big boy. That's right, I'm a big boy. You there, big boy. I've got my big boy pants on. Oh, you better put your big boy shoes on. No, I've got big shoes on. You got big boy hair on. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big boy, don't you? Do. Yeah. Well. Are we gonna keep going with this or are we Hello everyone, welcome to your Friday episode. Um we have a uh, very exciting guest on today. Um, listen, we don't really need to give much of an intro to Emily. She's a, she's a good friend of mine. Um, she has recently been in the press for her amazing documentary, um, all about sexual harassment online, and it's a just an incredible insight to what I just had no idea this is what people are going through on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, we get into some tough t- topics. We talk about some fun things. Um, so it's amazing. So hey, mate. Without further ado, baby. Should we kick it off? Let's do it. Kick it into touch. A little rugby reference for you there. All right. Here we go, everybody. Emily Attack on the podcast. Teach Hello, Emily. Before we start, I want to ask a question. What is your ideal breakfast? Oh. Give me your ideal breakfast. If I'm not like thinking about my wobbly ass. <laughs> if you're not thinking about anything wobbling at all, which okay. nothing wobbles. Um... Ideal breakfast, Ooh. like there's a place called Beam in Crouch End that mm. I go to and it's like everything, but it's like, it's like a fry up, but a posh fry up, mm. but then it's got the added bits. It's got like halloumi on it, which is a Delicious. bit weird, but no, it's halloumi so is beautiful. The, I, I think hash brown, yeah. the hash brown is like my favorite potato. It has yeah. to be crispy though. Yeah. When, it, when it's yeah. like soggy, sometimes they're soggy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you when do you get a soggy hash brown? I've had them a couple of times. Yeah. Favorite sandwich? Give it to me. I like tuna cucumber. It's a bit weird. Oh, that's nice. No, nice. No, it wouldn't be my death row sandwich. It's not adventurous. <laughs> no, your breath would smell. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that you know the like. cheese and pickle ones in Pret. The but the it's oh they God. call it posh Pret pickle, and I can't bring myself to the posh, to order that. Oh, can I get posh Pret pickle? Yeah, like yeah, and so. people tell me to piss off. Are you like me? Are you a real foodie? Do you? Yes. Yeah, dude. I'm. Yeah. And but also, are you a real foodie? Yeah, I'm. I'm a massive foodie. I don't know if you are. Oh, I think we have this. I, I, I would say that that I um, have a pretty good palate. <laughs> you, palate. You don't palate. eat. Pretty good palate. Oh, I have a pretty good palate. Salad Lloyd Grossman. You don't eat proper meals though. He eats like, he's like a rabbit. Oh, you, like like a little hamster. Yeah. Mm. You'll do like tapas just for any cuisine. Yeah. Uh, no, I snack. That's why I, I snack in between. Yeah. Have a proper meal. I, I just went to, I just went to this sort of health farm, which is, was pretty interesting. And um, they gave me like broth. 
No. No. I don't want broth ever. <laughs> I never want broth for breakfast. I don't want broth. I, I don't. I, I'm not even interested in ramen, really. Ramen. Mm. Ramen. You don't so, like ramen. I'm not asked. No, I need it to be like <clears throat> sustenance. Just, yeah, I don't want it to be watery. I don't, I'm not bothered. <laughs> hey, I, I want to say to you, um, I watched your documentary last night. It is fantastic. Oh, thank you. And it's so easy to say that I can say from, it to you. from tuna baguettes to yeah, yeah. dick pics. No, I was excited. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite a change up. I'm, <laughs> not, ready. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. Because <laughs> you know, I was thinking about because I was thinking mm. what you get sent for breakfast, and I was like, okay, maybe we talk about breakfast because you get sent dicks all the time yeah yeah before i have my hash browns There's i've seen that, that sends dick like quite <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> no yeah no before it's true before i've had my hash browns i i see countless penises that i do not want to see uh, and that is a fact and that's and it's the it's a fact for lots of women but i think i think what was what i found this documentary you can get it on bbc get it on iplay it's amazing um and and the, the title's interesting because mm. the whole premise of it is that you sort of had the shame because you think that you've brought all of this on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that for me was baffling me throughout. I don't know. Is it though? Yeah. Really? Because I just feel that there's this, there's this connotation with women that since I was so young, I've heard this phrase asking for it, asking for it, like my whole life. And whether you're a girl, you know, in a bar wearing a short skirt and you get someone grabbing your ass and you're asking for it, you're going out dressed like that, you're asking for it. You you know, it's, it's just this phrase I've heard my whole life and it goes in eventually. And you, Mm. you end up going, maybe I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. You know, recently I, this guy, this man followed me home and he was saying all these horrific things to me. And so wait, wait, a guy followed you home. Oh yeah. It happens all the time. No, you see, you see, this is the, you can't just brush these things off. It's, it's, this is the world that we're living in as women. Mm -hmm. We have keys in our hand. We're, you know, we've got, we record, we put our phones on record sometimes so we can record what's going on. This is what happens. And I recorded this man saying awful things to me. And I, I remember I played back the recording uh, to a friend and the record, she heard me say in the recording, in the, in the, in the recording, he says to me, you got a boyfriend then? And I and I, I said, no, I haven't got a boyfriend. She went, why did you say that? Say you've got a boyfriend. Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do that? Mm. And it was all a list of things of what I should have done in that situation. He shouldn't have been harassing me. Mm. And this is the issue. This is, we're constantly being told to not wear short, don't wear a short skirt then. Don't walk home on your own then. Don't, um, don't engage in conversation with someone that's trying to talk to why why is it us that has to we're, we're having to make all these changes and really the fault lies with the person who is is following you home or pinching your ass or you know yeah, they, totally they don't take any there's no accountability apart from on us i it's, think it's a really complex situation isn't it yeah like it depends like how you kind of break it down layer upon layer because obviously mm. you've got the immediate kind of wrongdoing there's this guy who's being a fucking freak following you home mm. and then it's like you have to ask the question like why is he doing that? Like, yeah. why, why is his life mm. led him to a place mm. that he thinks, first of all, that's okay, that he's got the desire to do it. Mm. And, and I guess it's like, I think like society is like ultra sexualized, isn't it? Completely. Like on both sides. Yeah. I mean, obviously, cause it's been a patriarchal society. It's like been heavily sexualized for women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. It's a societal norm now. This is societal norm that we all well, have se- become used to. Sex has become like commoditized. So you're kind of like, you're toying with a very like deep innate human desire right? and you're kind of like dangling it um, to people who won't necessarily be able to like, first of all, kind of achieve 
that vision of sex. Mm -hmm. So I think what it does is it ends up like fucking people's heads up. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't think that like humans are all born kind of like innately bad. I think everyone's actually kind of good. It's like their life that molds them to be like that. So I, I wonder whether like Yeah, but that but that's I, I know where you're going with it, but still, I mean it feels like I think I think you could probably plot a course as societies become more ultra sexualized and commodity sex and normalized, normalized all this stuff. Uh, there will be this rise in people thinking it's okay to act like that, and also they'll have the desire to do it because they're being sold this idea that that yeah. is what goes on, and they know they'll get away with it. And this is the thing. And, and look how far it can go when we turn a blind eye to all the all the behavior that's now been normalized. Like there are police officers that are abusing their position of power even now, you know? Mm. And I think it, this is why, and men get very frustrated. Not, not all men. Men, some men get frustrated when we start talking about these little minor behaviors like catcalling or, um, you know, uh, what, what's wrong if I want to send a picture of my dick to someone. It's like, these are behaviors the behavior that has turned aggressively terrible that started somewhere you know we the awful the awful stuff we're hearing in the news wayne cousins david carrick these men started somewhere they started as flashers we know wayne cousins he was a flasher right mm. so it's getting to the the root of these societal norm behaviors that we've just completely normalized and internalized as normal um, that yeah, men just think that they they are allowed to behave this way. They know they're going to get away with it, and they see how far they can push it. And look what happens when we don't do anything about that. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, some men think that we're just trying to spoil their fun by going, "No, you can't. You can't whistle at us in the street. You can't do that. It's inappropriate. If you if you are already doing that, or you're already flashing someone, you're dangerous. I think you are dangerous because that look how that behavior escalates and mm. evolves. It's that and so it's getting to the root of it and yeah. and Emma, i suppose with you as well that i mean because you were kind of because and i god i just want to try to get but you were kind of sort of a sort of sex symbol from a, such a young age because of the in-betweeners because yeah. of fhm because of these magazines men feel that they have a right yes that's what it must be, right? That they this that, is the confusion. They don't, they don't this, see this you is, as a. They it's don't see you as a commoditized. Mm. That becomes a commodity that you therefore can own almost. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's why men kind of get this idea mm. that because you've put it on a pedestal or whatever, that they, yeah. they're you know it's their right to act as. But this is the confusion. They see you as a person. Is I that, is uh, well, that I think I think b b being in the industry that we're in. Anyway, people don't really see us as normal people, do yeah. they? they? So that, I mean, we all get trolled. We all get horrible things said to us. And I do sometimes think there's a degree of separation where they don't understand that we are human beings as well. That's one thing. But I think where the confusion comes in when it comes to women who have been celebrated in a sexual kind of way from a young age, the confusion is because I come out and say that I... I enjoyed doing all of that. I enjoyed doing the lads mags. Mm. I enjoyed seeing the photographs of me afterwards looking fit and slim. I want to be sexy. I want to be sexy. Yeah. I felt sexy. I felt yeah. good. I was like celebrating my youth and my body. And, you know, I was in, I was in an amazing sitcom and I loved the character that I was playing. And like the, the confusion comes in here because I'm saying I enjoyed doing all those things. I don't enjoy the, the sexual violent side of it. It's, it's, it's people that can't control themselves. You know, there should be, if you take the sexual violence and the misogyny out of it, out of the equation, there's just a young woman there work. I'm working, I'm doing my job. Um, I'm celebrating my youth and my body the way I want to. This is my choice. Um, 
you know, I, it's, it's my job, you know, I, mm. I had an amazing acting gig that I was really proud of. And I was sure, and back then and it was a bit different right? opportunity. Yeah. And it was a bit different back then. You did do lads mags to promote your work. I was fine with that. I never got forced into doing that. But so where does that leave me? If I'm saying I liked doing that, I'd pose in my pants again. If you know, I toned up yeah, a little but, bit. But also, probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 what I say here is like, it's almost like you're trying to defend yourself there. There's no need. Like, for, for me, it, okay, whatever whatever you want to do in life, whether it's, I don't know, freaking guys doing whatever, girls doing whatever, it's fine. Choose what you want to do. It doesn't still give a right for people to see you as a sort of object and no. then objectify you yeah. and just... And, say offensive and usually offensive and also it's such a cop-out because people sort of say do you think it was the role though that you played in the in-between it no if i was a fucking disney girl i'd, I'd be getting it do you remember when vanessa hudgens when she was in yeah. you know uh, what was it high school musical the you know the the, the most kind of childlike show mm. in the world and even that was highly sexualized because men can't control their urges and desires she had nudes leaked of her and mm. it was already terrible she was a, you know she was a disney girl it, and so it doesn't matter whether you're you know, playing a sexy schoolgirl that all the boys fancy or a, you know, a, a child-friendly Disney type character, it happens anyway. So mm. I don't blame, I don't, I now have taken the blame off, you know, certain roles that I've taken on and um, lads mags and things. It happens no matter what, whether you're a sex worker or a fucking nun, yeah. it happens. Yeah. I, I understand know. why your mind went there. Like, you know, it's the same with, with social media and us, like social media is a problem and mm. we have done stuff on social media and like, you know, Portrayed a, a life where I got my bum out at once, but that, <laughs> that wasn't well received, actually. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, it was bleached, actually. Was it? Yeah, it was, it was perfectly the... Did you show your... Yeah. Yeah. The... Did you? Um, but you showed your bum hole. No. Oh. Why is it different showing the, the bum holes? <laughs> someone told, just a tangible. Someone told me a story once. <laughs> where they? Someone told me a story where they went to a wedding and they were doing a photo booth, and it was like them smile, smile, smile. And they turned around and pulled out their pads. Some some girl I know, and she, and she was wearing like a thong. She's like, wow, and she saw the pictures back, and she had pulled her bum. No, <laughs> it was just a picture of her bum hole. No, no, that for some reason is so, bum holes are funny, so funny, and so aggressive. <laughs> I imagine yours is just bleached anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleached it's, it's probably bleached. looking quite brown at the moment. That's pretty tan. <laughs> Very mahogany butthole. Probably <laughs> smells quite sort of biscuity as well. <laughs> mahogany butthole. A mahogany butthole. <laughs> Jamie Lang has a mahogany butthole. Yeah, mahogany butthole. <laughs> Millie, what were you saying though? You were saying like just... no, so now just kind of so... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> wooden, wooden arse. I, I, <sighs> no, what I was saying was like, you, you feel, because, right, so you identify the issue and there is this bigger societal issue that Instagram, whatever, causes. Mm. And because we feel like we've played a part in that, you go, oh, well, shit, maybe that's yeah, I'm like complicit. my fault. Which mm. in a way, you know, individuals are kind of, everyone's an individual and they all make up part of the big picture. So mm. I guess 
there is kind of some of that, but then you're not the one that's like leading the charge and like creating this whole kind of yeah. It's it's so it's so it's really complex. It's so I complex. St I still don't get. I still don't think there. That's like sort of saying, um, not you're saying, but that's like I know where you're going with. Some people are saying, okay, I walked through a park in the middle of the night and I got attacked. Well, mm. Shouldn't I walk through the park then? It's like it's immediately victim blaming, yeah, victim blaming, victim blaming. Yeah, the, I don't know why. It's weird. Why as human beings, like that's our natural go-to, isn't it? Like it's it's like a default mode. We we just immediately blame blame the victim why is it because it's easier to do that i think I it's easier to do that it's, it's like when you see a child crying on a flight you think our oh, parents are awful that yeah, child yeah. you have no idea what's going on with that child that child mm. could be uh, sick it, it mm. could be anything it could mm. be whatever it is so we just always because it's easier to do it that way so you came in here and, and i you know and, and we kind of made a, a a joke about it because i on, on the in the documentary there's this amazing moment you're with your friend sean and you tell him some of the dms that you mm. received and at the first like, you say you've received 37 Direct messages before you've had your eggs. Yeah. Of just... My scrambled eggs. Just... just <laughs> I do. You do. You I do. do. Nice bit of dick and eggs. Yeah, yeah just so many. And then you tell Sean and he laughs. Yeah. Because it's, like, like it, most, it's awkward almost. 90% of people, that is how they react. And, you know, it's also, it's, it's how my friends think I want them to react. And as well... I don't mind if I'm in a in an environment where I feel safe and with people that love and care about me. Um, and also sometimes I want someone to laugh about it with me. Otherwise yeah. it makes me feel really uncomfortable yeah. and isolated. We laugh, but we, you know, especially, you know this, if you work in comedy, we laugh in the face of adversity. That's what we do, you know, and to laugh at things like that, which I have done, that, that is, it's a coping mechanism and it's a coping mechanism for people that hear it too, because, you know, Sean and Steve, the, the guys that were in that scene, they, they adore me and they want me to be safe and protected. Mm. There's no, you know, like, and obviously no, malice, no, no maliciousness in it whatsoever. Yeah. Not, no. But there was a shock in there where suddenly they went, yes. oh shit, because you, you, you sort of, it was ha ha ha, jokey, jokey, jokey. And then it turned and you said, well, I get this thing about telescope and yeah yeah when when they sort of know my safety's compromised you know mm. i think i think there's this thing of people find it funny when they just you can laugh at it if it's not affecting your safety and and then but when people know it's affecting your safety they get a bit more serious about it but what i'm trying to sort of teach people is that the it's not just about the safety it's that it's it's your mental health that that it wreak havoc wreaks havoc yeah, with you know it's like of course you know i don't think these men are going to turn up at my door. There have been times where I think, oh, fucking hell, is there someone outside or, mm. you know, and there have been sometimes. Um, I've moved out of two houses because of men trying to barricade their way into my house. So what? So when my safety is compromised, it's a different thing, but it's like, it, it's also, I get the same gut churning feeling when I get these messages, even if I know they're not going to turn up at my door. So it's not just about um, the physical safety, it's the mental health impact mm. that it has, you know. You you said you, one of the messages you received today, and you didn't have to say it, but the message you came and you said, this is what I've got this morning. And it said someone had written you saying, I want to break a glass bottle in your... And shove it up your cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. That is hellishly aggressive. Yeah, the, the fear that happened and um, is that the fear that sort of happens with you is that then how do you start... You must see men slightly... Um, you must just not trust men and and look at men in a certain way. And that must be hard for relationships and all these yes. things. Yes. And, well, and this is the other thing when I'm talking about the mental health aspect of it. It's like I have to sort of look at patterns of behavior that I have with men. I have quite a complex relationship uh, with men. I've had good relationships. I've had bad relationships. 
but I know I do notice certain patterns that I've had, especially in the last few years, my own behaviors. And it's all because of I'm frightened. I'm I'm terrified of men. And I it's something I've really had to look at. And obviously going through the documentary, that's that was one of the hardest things. And also talking about your personal life like that and your personal relationships. I'm single. So and I want to eventually find someone and be with someone and putting all this out there. Again, I, I'm worried about how that's going to be and how men are then going to perceive me and and kind of go, oh, fucking hell, is she, you know, too damaged? Is she, you know, I have to think about that as well. It's a lot. Yeah, no it's a lot ways. to think about. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, my God. But, but It's that horrible. Is, but that is something that you shouldn't be even considering. Oh, God, it's I do. And, and you know, when I was watching the documentary, a, a, a million things were going through my mind. And what one was of, going through your mind? Because like, you, 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 it's a lot, right? Mm. And it feels like it's, it's a lot for you to handle, which mm. I totally, it, it's heavy, that stuff. It's really heavy. But I sort of think someone has to do it. And, and you know, it can't all just be glamorous tv shows all the time and podcasts with sexy boys you know did a really good one the other day so um but like yeah it can't you know it can't just all be that and i just feel like it's, it's a subject that i know so much about and i can talk about it very authentically and weirdly i actually i talk about it quite comfortably because because it's intrinsically built in me. I know about it so much and I kind of don't mind sharing it anymore. Um, but there is this thing in me going, oh Jesus, like, am I just sort of creating now a whole other like list of problems when it comes to my dating life now, you know? But no way. I can't. Are you joking? You've got to be open and talk about it. Yeah, things, boys are fucking assholes, though. Boys are They're fucking assholes. They are mahogany, bleached buttholes. Yeah, it's, it's true. And I only, I think guys, guys mature as well, like way later. Like, yeah. I, you know, whatever, 34 now and I'm still not the mature. But I think, but I mean, when I was like 28, I just mm. no freaking clue what was going on. And, and, at 28, you had no clue what was I going think on. So I think I was a loser at 28. Fuck I was me. an idiot. Do you know what this did? This didn't act like you thought you were a loser. This annoys <laughs> no. me. Do you know what annoys me so much? Right, if I'm dating someone yeah. that's like in their 20s, <laughs> yeah. I I get people saying to me like, and you know, if he's pissing me around, and it's just so, people go, well, what do you expect? He's he's 26 or he's 28. Like he doesn't, I'm like, he's a fucking grown man. He's like man. He's man. How, how is that an excuse? When women are 26, 28, we've, we've got our shit together or we're, you know, we're kind of meant to have, you don't get, Absolutely you don't get true. men. You don't get like a, a 40 year old man going out with a 28 year old and the, and everyone's saying, saying to the guy, yeah, she's just going to fuck you about mate. She's 28. She's a kid. <laughs> no, but what, apparently when you're a guy and you're 28, you're still yeah. a fucking kid. Grow up, man. It's so true. Grow it, up. It's so true. When, when guys fuck around when they're young, it's like, ah, oh, he's only 28, yeah. man. And when, and when you see men going out with younger women, it's like, well, she's psycho. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's that whole it's culture of like, oh, the rascals, those boys, what are yeah. they like? Boys will be boys. I mean, boys we had will that be boys. In, in Made in Chelsea, didn't we? It was like, yeah, I think we did. encouraged to be like, just be a naughty boy, right? Yeah. It wasn't and encouraged, it, no, well, right? It, well, it was in a way, because yeah. if you were, you were, it was almost like rewarded. And, and there is something about it, and I don't speak on behalf of all women, but it's, and maybe this is animalistic, you know, women kind, they don't love it, they hate it, but they can't get enough of it sometimes. Mm, it's and men that know that. Drug -like. It's Yeah, it's drug-like. It's it's addictive and it's yeah. it's uh, it's like the dopamine hits. And we also, and also, and again, I'm speaking very personally here, I'm, you, I'm so used to being treated so badly 
So when a guy is treating me badly, give me the runaround, that's comfortable for me. That's familiar. You, I don't you've become addicted to you. You know that feeling. I know that feeling, and you it's don't know how to exist with it's that. It's a familiar. It's it's familiar, and it's comfortable. And so, and I'm learning all about this in therapy. Kind of comfortable behavior patterns, and it's not comfortable in the world we know. It. It's not like cozy, comfy, mm. sat on the sofa, sofa, comfy. It's like a mental thing that I've been through in the past that I now kind of, if I spot it in my life, I, I sort of I latch onto that. So if a guy's being good to me, I don't really know how to. To process that, talk to me mm. about therapy. I, I've done. I do therapy as well. It's just the most magical thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's, it's amazing. It's everyone should be in therapy. Yeah. I don't understand people that go, oh no, no, no. why? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Have you done it for a while? Have you started? Oh, this? years, years and, and years. Yeah, years and years. So what before, are you before it was trendy? <laughs> yeah, I was before it was trendy. <laughs> yeah, I was at the point where people were like, "What do you got?" I, I feel yeah, like yeah. nervous all the time. They're like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. Like, then they go, "Well, you got anxiety." Mm. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. What are you? What are your um? What's your resume in there? What it, you know? Have you? Is it a bit? Do they kind of? Yeah, it's a bit of anxiety. How here. mental are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your resume? Well, I've been through therapists like boyfriends, so it's a long old list. Um, I'm the same though because it's constantly changing. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the change because you think if you go to the next person, it's going to fix. It's gonna yes, fix, it's gonna yeah. Fix. And and but this is what I'm learning in therapy. There's no fix. It's not like there's this end goal that you're trying to get. It's you know, it's not like the gym and you're trying to get a six pack. It's like. You, it's something you have to work on for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. I think. And it's it's not about like finding the end goal. It's about taking all the things that you are, understanding those behaviors, understanding why, it, you know, going back to childhood traumas and memories and then piecing them together with why you behave in certain ways now, whether it's in relationships or friendships or, you know, it's, it's building an understanding of all your little kind of coves and all your little wires in your body and, you know, matching them up with certain things. And, but, that will always be a work in progress. You're never going to, it's, it's, you, you're never going to be cured. You can't reach perfection. No. It's like a constant evolution. It's like, yeah, you just absorb that knowledge to then give you the best kind of experience. Completely. Possible. Yes. You, very wise. Try. Yeah, very, very wise. wise. Very, you've taken a wise Thank pill you. today. Yeah. Alex. Well done. Yeah. Well really done. wise. That was, yeah. That would have been uh, <laughs> sniffing drugs again. Uh, <laughs> really worked. Yes. <laughs> there was a, um, there was, there's two things in the documentary, which um, were, were, were pretty moving. I think the, the one, the first one is when you were in a therapy session within the documentary and you spoke about oh, the fact that was rough. Yeah. It, it felt pretty rough. And you, you, there was this really uh, almost like you wanted to give a virtual hug to you because you said, why do I just want to snog boys and just be like, but everyone wants that. Yeah. But you saw that as a curse. Yeah. You, but why do you feel that's a curse? I feel like if you're somebody who celebrates your sex life and talks about it and like, you know, like I do in my shows and I sort of, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed a very fun life of dating and, and all of mm. that. And I think that it's, it's a shame that we can't just enjoy and celebrate all that th without the devastating consequences as women, men are allowed to do that mm. and they'll be able to do that till the end of time. And it's celebrated and you know they're bachelors and it's all amazing and it's and it's sexy and oh it's naughty look at pete davidson for fuck's sake he dates every beautiful woman mm. in hollywood and he's a fucking legend i date the fit lads over here and i'm tragic <laughs> you know and it's like oh she's desperate she can't hold a man down for more than three months <laughs> so unfair. It's like it's so unfair and it's like i want to enjoy dating i want to enjoy my sex life i want to do all these things and i'm comfortable talking about those things but I'm being bashed over the head with this societal fucking 
hammer going, you can't do that. If, if you, okay, but if you want to do that, you have to take the terrible consequences that come with it. And you have to just accept that that's the way it is. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, that's really mm. frustrating to me because I'm just trying to be myself, I'm trying to be me. And I, I feel like society is telling me that I'm the problem. I'm a problem. I think I just realized why it all boils down to male insecurity. The whole thing, really. Yeah. It, yes. Well, it must it's, be, right? it's all about yes. control, isn't it? And yeah. that's why this whole sort yes, of structure control. has been set up to shame women and make men yeah. feel great for, because it means that we can go and do what we want and we mm -hmm. can make women feel like shit and like yeah. keep them in order almost. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, it, that's intrinsically built in men and women. And we just sort of accept that's how it is. And I've been in relationships where the balance is very much like that, but I, I pander to it and I don't know what else to do, you know, and I kind of, I saw, and, and also I've sort of told myself in the past that if a man is kind of being that way with me, it's because he, because he cares and he's obsessed with me and oh, that's nice having a man obsessed with you, you know, but it's just it's control. It's control. Mm. What do you like when you're in love? Oh, do you like being in love? I'm, I'm. I am a ball of love. Yeah. I, I was, do you know, what? I was, I was saying this the other day. There's some types of people who are, are consumers of love and they experience all different types of love. Mm. I've experienced so many different kinds and I'm able to, it's broken me to bits, but it's also kind of shaped me who I am as well. And I wouldn't change it. And I'm constantly getting told off for falling in love too quickly or, um, you know, uh, you know, putting my, wearing my heart on my sleeve mm. and this and that. I'm never going to not do that. No, I'm never going to change that. Yeah, 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 I'm a consumer. I, I, I want to wear it all and experience it all. And there are some people who, you know, they're not like that and they, they know how to love in one way and they... How do people be aloof? They get, yeah. How do you be aloof? Yeah. <laughs> and they, they get married at 18 and they're with that person for the rest of their lives. Good for you. Great. But I, I love, I love relationships. I love friendships. I love sex. I love connections, mm -hmm. you know, and there are people that I've dated and who I've had things with that I'm still really good friends with. And, you know, I've got people in my life I go for dinner with and have fun with, and, you know, and there's, there's love, there's still a lot of love there. And that's, that's the beauty of life to me. And I've eventually, hopefully I'll meet someone and settle down and do all of that. But like, I'm a, I'm a consumer of love. It's a, even when you said that just then you, when you, you'd love and, things, and then you went sex, even when you said you went, yeah, you, it, yeah. The, you feel there's like a bit of almost mm. like, like embarrassment there. Yeah. It's, it's sweet to love sex. Yeah. Like, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say it. Fucking love sex. We all love sex. Yeah. Well, because, great. and do you know what? I think because there have been times where I've hated sex, like, and I spoke about this in my, you know, in the documentary on a, on a darker note, there have been times where I've been put mm -hmm. in positions I, I didn't want to be in when it came to sex. So I've had to really kind of build my relationship back with sex as an adult and understand that it's a, a really great thing when it's consent and when it, it consented and it's, it's good and it's warm and it's not too pissed. Guys, we're going to stop there for part one. I hope you're enjoying it. Just click straight across to part two and you can listen to the full second part of this amazing episode with Amiota. Hold up. 
saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.